So if you'll get your Bible, let's go to Genesis chapter number, back to the beginning. We're starting all over, amen. We're going back to the beginning, Miss Marzella. We, we're starting all over. I feel like I'm a 21-year-old young man again, and uh, life's just starting over, amen. Let's go back to the beginning, Genesis chapter number 25. We're going to be in Genesis 25 and Genesis 26, Brother Gary. If you'll bring up Psalm 18 and verse 6. Psalm 18 and verse number 6. I want to start by reading Psalm 18 and verse 6. And I want to get in to some things in chapter 25 and chapter 26 in the book of Genesis. Psalm 18 verse 6, David said, In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God, He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him even into his ears. David is surrounded by an impossible situation. He is being hunted. He is being mistreated. And he cries out to God in prayer, and he says, God heard me. God gave an ear to my prayer. And so I want to share along this line this evening a God who answers prayer. He's a God that answers prayer, amen. I've heard people say before, you know, I believe in prayer. I believe in the power of prayer. And I know what they mean, but I don't believe in just praying to anything or praying to anyone or uh, praying to whoever's out there in the great unknown. But I I do believe there's power with God. Amen? You believe that? There's power with God. I, my prayers are not very powerful, but the God that I talk to is very powerful. Amen? And so I've said this before. I heard a man say years ago, uh, there's really no great men or there's no great women of God, but there is a great God of men and women. I've never really met any great men and women of prayer, but I've met a great God that answers prayer. It doesn't matter how long we pray. Amen. Thank God for that. It doesn't matter how long we pray. Jesus said, don't think that you'll be heard because of your repetition or your many words. He said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your heavenly Father know how to give good gifts to them that ask Him? And so we don't have to pray long prayers. We don't have to pray pretty prayers. Amen. Aren't you thankful that God can hear a holy grunt or a holy groan or a quiet hush? God can hear and He can interpret that. You don't have to have pretty eloquent prayers. I'm glad tonight that I don't even have to pray intellectually sometimes. Aren't you so thankful that you don't have to have it all figured out to know exactly what to ask God for? You can just go and throw up on God. Amen. You can just spill the beans. You can just dump your heart out. You can download everything in, in your mind and everything that is on your heart out before God and you can let God sort through the clutter. You can let God sort through the things that He's not interested in. We can bring it to God and God He's a God that answers prayer. In 2021, He's still a God that cares about the prayers of His people. He's a God that answers the prayers 
of His people. I know it seems like there's not a lot of answer to prayers right now. We've been praying for this pandemic to leave for two years, it feels like. feels like 20 years, but going on two years, I guess, a little over two years, we've been asking God to get rid of this, but it's still hanging around. We've been praying for people on our prayer list, some of them three, four, five years, and it just seems that God hasn't said yes to those prayers yet. But listen, brother and sister, we can't give up on God. Amen. We can't stop praying. James says, you have not, because why? You ask not. Brother and sister, let us not be guilty of not asking. Amen. Hey, if God's not going to say yes, if God's not going to give us favor on a specific prayer request, let it not be because we failed to ask God about it. Uh, what do you do when you pray? You ask, you seek, and you knock. Ask, seek, and knock. It doesn't mean ask one time. It doesn't mean knock one time. It doesn't mean seek one time. It means keep on knocking, keep on asking, and keep on seeking after God. Amen. And so prayer is important in our life because it's how we get God involved. It's how we get God involved in our lives. Um, several years ago when I was in India, I heard the story of a man named Dr. Ishan, I-S-H-A-N. And he, uh, this Indian man was telling me the story of this Pakistanian doctor. He was a neuro doctor. He studied the brain. And in particular, he majored in brain disease, certain diseases of the brain. And uh, one day... He was on his way to a world seminar to give his newest findings on this incurable disease that he had just discovered the cure for. And as he boarded the airplane and made his way to this world seminar, there came a storm, a major storm that caused his aircraft to have to detour and go to a different place. And he landed so far away from his original destination that he was not going to have the time to wait on a connecting flight to get him to this world seminar where all of these intelligent, educated people were waiting to hear about his newest findings. So he hired a car. That's how they say it when they tell this story in a third world. They said he hired a car. So he hired a car to take him to this location where this world seminar was to be held and he was going to barely make it in time. And the story is, as Dr. Asham was in the back seat driving, there came a wind so intense, a wind so contrary that even the vehicle they were in was having trouble staying on the highway. So as they were traveling, they had to pull off at a small home on the side of the road. So they pulled off. The lady from the house came outside and she invited them in for tea. There, there was no way he was going to make this world seminar. And as they were there in the house, they were talking and just getting to know each other. And the lady asked that the, the men would keep their voices down uh, because she had a sleeping child in the back room. And later, as they began to talk, this child woke up. This child began to cry. 
And uh, the doctor, Ashan, he said, hey, the, the child sounds sick. And the lady said, yes, uh, he's very sick. And he said, well, have you had medical attention? And she said, no. She said, he has a very rare brain disease. And it's incurable. And there's only one man in the whole world that can cure this brain disease. And the doctor said, well, what's his name? And she said, his name is Dr. Ashan. And he said, that's who I am. She said, doctor, we've been praying for God to somehow connect you to our poverty-stricken child. See, God is a God that'll move airplanes. He is a God that'll move vehicles to get answers to His children that cry day and night unto Him. Listen, God cares about what's happening in your life. And I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes I think to myself... I'm not important enough for God to stop time or for God to inconvenience other people to answer my prayers. I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes I think, you know, God is busy redirecting and answering everybody else's prayers. Why would God want to answer my prayers? Listen, God, He cares about you. God is big enough to hear every prayer of everyone on planet earth and He's big enough not to get confused or to get His wires crossed. He has enough resources to go around. He has enough power to answer every prayer that His people pray. Do you believe that tonight? He's a God that will move heaven and earth to answer your prayers. Brother and sister, we've got to get back to praying. We've got to get back to believing God. God can fix a broken marriage if we'll pray about it. God can help a financial need if we'll pray about it. God can revive a struggling church if we'll pray about it. God can turn around a nation if we will pray about it. God can supply every need that we have, but let us ask and let us pray and let us believe God. Amen? Let me give you a few things here in Genesis chapter number 25 and 26. I hope that this will encourage you about a God that answers prayer. I want you to see, first of all, we're going to see that God, in answer to prayer, He can open up the womb of a woman. He can open up the womb, a barren womb, and put a child there. Watch what the Bible says in Genesis 25. And verse 19 down through verse number 26. I want you to follow along with me. And these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham, the Bible says, um, he begot Isaac. And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethel, the Syrian of Padan Aram, the sister of Laban, the Syrian. And watch this, Isaac entreated the Lord. That means he prayed. He went to God about it, amen? Uh, he didn't go to his mama about it. He didn't go to his daddy about it. He went to God about it. And the Bible says Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife. Now why? Because she was barren. That means she could not conceive 
a child. The Bible says, And the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah his wife conceived. Listen, God can take a womb that's not able to conceive a child. And in answer to a husband and wife's prayer, God has the power to open up a barren womb. God can do the impossible. God, He can do what we need Him to do. He can do what is beyond our ability. This is back in the day before there was in vitro or there was fertility doctors or there was any pill that you could take. This is back in the day when they had to just believe God or they could get maybe a surrogate wife. But listen, we see here that Isaac, he wanted his wife to conceive a child. That's impossible with men. But when he went to God in prayer, when he poured out his heart to God, God heard and God opened her womb. What if he'd have never entreated the Lord? What if he would have never prayed about it? What if he would have just accepted what was happening? What if Isaac would have said, well, you know what? We're just going to accept that we're not able to have children. We're just going to accept God's will about it. No, listen. He said, you know what? I'm going to talk to God and tell him what's in my heart. Tell him what I desire. Here's what David said, delight thyself in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Brother and sister, if you have a desire in your heart and it is outside the scope of your ability, why don't you find a place with God and get God's ear and get God's attention and invite God to, to touch and to move in power. Listen, God is able to open a a barren womb and give a child. Listen, God can do the imp impossible. Amen. I want you to see secondly, what, watch what prayer does here as well. Uh, we're going to see in chapter 26 in verse number 1, we're going to see uh, that during a famine, God was able to bring forth a harvest. Well, listen to what happens here. Verse number 1 of chapter 26, And there was a famine in the land. Beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Listen, there was a famine that came. There was The rain was stopped. There was no rain falling on the earth. There was no seeds that were sprouting. There was no harvest to come in. There was a drought and it was all over and there was nothing that anybody could do. They, they could try a rain dance. They could, uh, they could try to, to do anything they wanted, but there was nothing they could do to make it rain. Amen? And uh, we see here that down in Egypt there was some, there was a harvest there. And here's what God said. He said, listen, I want you to listen very carefully to me, Isaac. Whatever you do, I don't want you going down to Egypt. I want you to stay where I have called you. I know it's dry. 
I know it's barren. I know there's no harvest. I know that it's fruitless. I know that it doesn't look good, but I do not want you under any circumstance to go down into Egypt and ask the world for help. Brother and sister, you don't have to go to the world for help. You have a God in heaven. And David said, I've been young and I have been old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Amen. We may be forsaken by friends. We may be forsaken by mothers and fathers. We may be forsaken by people in our community. But God has never forsaken his children, nor his seed begging bread. I want you to skip with me down to verse number 12. And I want you to see what the Bible says. The Bible says, Then Isaac sowed in that land. Listen, that land that it was dry. That land it was a famine. The Bible says that Isaac went out and he planted seed. It didn't make sense. It didn't make any sense that he would plant seed in a famine. And the Bible says, And received in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Listen, brother and sister, God is able to take a barren and a dry field and He's able to give a hundredfold increase. Listen, He is a God of miracles. He is the God of the impossible. It may look dead. It may not look promising, but if you'll get God around your dead field and around your dead situation, God can bring life out of something dead. We see that when Lazarus was dead, Mary and Martha said, Lord, you're late. If you would have been here, our brother would still be alive. And Jesus said, take me to him. Where is his body? I'm tired of the tears. I'm tired of the doubt. Take me to where Lazarus is. And the sister said, oh, Jesus, you don't understand. He has been dead four days and he stinks. He's decaying. And Jesus said, I don't care. Take me to where he is. And the Bible says Jesus went that tomb they rolled the stone away and Jesus stood up with confidence and courage and Jesus said Lazarus come forth and the Bible says that Lazarus he got up and came out of the tomb you say what is Jesus trying to teach us Jesus is trying to tell you that if you'll get Jesus around that thing that does not look promising if you'll get Jesus around that thing that does not look fruitful and you'll start praying and start believing God and asking God and trusting God. He is a God that answers prayer. He can bring a harvest out of a famine if he wants to do it. We just have to be faithful to ask and faithful to believe and faithful to plant seed uh, even when it doesn't look like it's going to come up. Even when it doesn't look like it's going to produce something. We got to go out and prepare for rain and trust God and listen God can make it grow without the rain. God can make it grow without the sunshine. All God has to do is speak a word and say grow and it's going to grow. God just has to speak a word and say revival and revival comes. God just has to speak a word and say salvation and salvation comes. Listen, God is a God that can answer our prayers. He can answer our prayers, church. Look, He can make a barren womb bring forth a child. He can make a famine land bring forth fruit. I want you to see thirdly, the Bible says right here in verse number 17, 18, and 19. Verse 17, 18, and 19. Watch what the Bible says here. 
And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. You got to keep in mind they didn't have um, uh, the the water supply plant. They didn't have water towers. They had to manually dig down in the earth and find water and throw a bucket down in there and pull that bucket up. That's how they would get their water through a well. Now watch what happened for the Philistines. Now this is always a picture of the world. The Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. So what happened was they threw sand and dirt and they covered up these wells that watered Abraham. The Bible says, And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. The Bible says, And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing. Water. I want you to see thirdly, listen, God, listen, He is a God that can bring clean water out of dirty wells. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you, the world had tried to cover up this supply for God's people. Look, the world tried to mask God's provision. The world tried to make Isaac discouraged and to forget about the blessings of Abraham and the wells of Abraham. But Isaac was led by God back to that location. And, and Isaac's men began digging again. And listen, the water began to flow again. You may be living in a season of life where the enemy has tried to blind you to your blessings, where the enemy has tried to hide the former blessings of God in your life. You may be living in a day where the world and the enemy have so overshadowed the blessings and provisions of God that you're beginning to wonder, has God brought you this far and is He going to hang you out to dry? Is God really going to come through? Listen, God has the ability uh, to allow these wells to be uncovered and rediscovered and to supply for God people once again. I just want you to know that uh, the Bible may be considered outdated. I want you to know this. The Bible may be written off by most of the world, but I want you to know this. As God's people, God can resurrect the power of this book to change lives once again in our neighborhoods, our communities, and our world. It doesn't matter how the world tries to cover up what God has done or put out what God has done. Listen, God has the ability to make fresh water flow again. God has the ability to resurrect something that has been lost in your life, something that has been hidden in your life. God has the ability to uncover it and resurrect it in your life. God can resurrect and make your prayer life flow with fresh water once again. God can resurrect your Bible reading and make it flow with fresh water once again. God can resurrect that worship that has been covered up by the world and the circumstances of the world and God can make it flow with fresh water once again. I'm so thankful that God is not limited by what the world can do but God can move if 
if his people will pray, God, resurrect my joy. God, resurrect my peace. God, resurrect my zeal. Resurrect my passion. Resurrect my love. God can bring a freshness into your life if you'll pray and ask God about it. I want you to see also, fourthly, uh, in chapter number 26, we're going to look in verse number 6. I want to say this. Finally, if you'll pray, God can make your enemies be at peace with you. All your enemies, God can make them serve you and make them be at peace with you. Notice what the Bible says in verse number 26. He says this, Then Abimelech went to him from Gerar, and Ahuzath, one of his friends, and Pekol, the chief captain of his army. And Isaac said unto him, Wherefore come ye to me, saying, Ye hate me, and have sent me away from you. See, Isaac had been mistreated for no reason. He had been run off for no reason other than God's blessing was upon his Life. Did you know some people will be mean as the devil to you simply because of God's blessing upon your life? Now, they're not going to tell you that's why they're mean to you, Miss Janet. They're not going to tell you that's why they don't like you. They'll find some other reason. But did you know most people that don't like you, they don't like you because of God's blessing and favor upon your life? And look what they said, these that were mistreating Isaac. And they said, we saw certainly that the Lord was with thee. And we said, let there be now an oath betwixt us, even betwixt us and thee. And let us make a covenant with thee. And verse number uh, 29 says, and thou wilt do us no hurt and we have not touched thee, and we have done unto thee nothing but good, and have sent thee away in peace. Thou art now the blessed of the Lord. Listen, God, He can turn around every relationship in our life. Aren't you thankful for that? You may be in a situation where you just don't think that relationship can ever be fixed, but God, he can answer prayer and fix that broken thing. See, these men, they were enemies of Isaac. They ran him out. They didn't physically hurt him. They didn't steal from him. But they said, you've got to leave. We don't want you. We reject you. And now they have come back. They have seen God's blessing upon Isaac's life. And now they want to be at peace with Isaac, may I just say today that it's not too late. God can still turn around that wayward child. God can still turn around that rebellious wife. God can still turn around that rebellious grandchild. God can still turn around that rebellious sister or that rebellious brother. Listen, but let it not be because we have not prayed about it. Look, let us pray and say, God, turn him around. God, turn her around. Listen, God has the ability to make even our enemies at peace with us. Let me ask you a question. What is your greatest need tonight? What is that great need in your personal life? How are you 
going about solving it. Are you trying to solve it yourself? Are you trying to do it all in your own strength? Or have you got hooked up with Jesus? Have you taken it to Jesus in prayer? Uh, the song says, What peace, Brother Jeff, we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Why? All because we don't take it to the Lord in prayer. Take it to God in prayer, church. Take it to the Lord. Father, we come this evening. God, there's many, many needs represented here in this sanctuary tonight. Lord, there's many needs in our life. Lord, we can't even name them all. But we're asking you, God, now that you would give ear, that you would give attention, that you would give heed unto our great need, God. You said in your word that we don't have some things because we've not simply asked you. And so, Lord, I pray that tonight faith would be built in us because we've heard from the word of God, that we would leave here with a renewed passion to pray that we would leave here with a childlike faith to pray. And God, I trust that we will see you do the impossible if we will pray. We love you. 